Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the It Is What It Is podcast powered by The Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report. It is Tuesday. Uh, I believe it's August 17th. I didn't prepare myself to say the date. I don't know why I started that sentence, but it's Tuesday. Uh, The Carolina Panthers had their third day of training camp that was open to the media this morning. And uh, we were able to talk to Russell Okung and, of course, head coach Matt Rule about what practice has been like, how Okung is fitting into the offensive line, um, and some of his other interesting uh, feelings about the coronavirus, about the media and how they reported that he was contemplating retirement. Uh, Just a a fascinating press conference from Russell Okung. I would definitely recommend um, hearing from him, if only to hear the way that this offensive line is gelling and, and kind of that leadership role that he's taking on. Um, He has, he's, uh, very just a an interesting cat. And then obviously Matt Rule jumps on the conference call to talk about um, their 11-on-11 team session, some players that are catching his eye, and what he's hoping that players do with their day off tomorrow, which will be today when you're hearing this. Uh, the world of podcasting is incredibly confusing. I'm saying it today, but you're hearing it tomorrow. While you're waiting for Carolina Panthers practice to come back, and more it is what it is, uh, I would encourage you to go and check out some other podcasts on the Riot Network. There is Quick Blitz with Sheena Quick and Vash Hurt. That's coming out today, this morning. It's probably already in your inbox if you have subscribed or if you would like to subscribe. It's there waiting for you. There's a fresh new episode for you. Tomorrow, Thursday, One Day Contract will come out. Not What You Think is putting out new episodes. Uh, out of the Black and Blue, the Roaring Riot podcast. There's all kinds of great stuff for you on the Riot Network. So I would encourage you, go to therioitnetwork.com. Follow the Riot Network on Twitter. Lots of options for you to get your podcast needs. In addition to this one, it is what it is with Russell Okung. David Newton with ESPN.com. To, to follow up on that, um, the reports are that, you know, if the COVID situation gets worse, you would consider retirement. Where, what kind of where do you stand on all that? You know, I think it's unfortunate um, that, you know, so many people, um, uh, certain people in the media uh, are more interested in being the first to report as opposed to reporting something which is accurate. Uh, no conversations like that have been had uh, in order for, for uh uh, that individual to feel it necessary to put any information out there like that. And especially in, in, in during this time when so many uh, people, Americans across the world are uh, dealing with uh, unemployment uh, to even uh, put any sort of farce of information out there is uh, extremely disappointing. Uh, but look, I, I will say, look, I get an opportunity to do something that I love. And then so many people uh, across the world are unemployed or going through some really difficult situations. Um, and my heart definitely goes out to them. But uh, as, as for me, um, I still have a job. Uh, I still get a chance to report every morning uh, doing something that, uh, that I've been gifted to do, and I'm going to put my best foot forward and continue to do that, regardless of the situation. Hey, Russell, this is Joe Person with The Athletic. Good to see you this morning. I'll be at hey, Joe. 
uh, how's your – we we heard Coach Rule mention a little lower back soreness. How are you feeling? And do you like uh, kind of the idea of, of him giving you a chance to, to get up to speed? You know? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, unfortunately, I didn't get to have the, the year I would like to have in being – uh, out there for 16 games last year and to have uh, acknowledgement from the head coach and say, hey, we want to make sure we take the best approach to, to make sure you return back safely to the game uh, and, uh, and really stair step my way into full action has been uh, really good. And I think the organization has proven to be uh, top class uh, in recognizing the health and safety of their players. Um, so, uh, you, you know, me, I'm just getting worked back into everything. Um, and uh, you know, today was a was a good practice. Uh, I was out there much uh, a lot longer um, than even I expected to be. So um, I, I just take what I can get day by day. Russell, hey, Russell. Spectrum News uh, here in Charlotte. Uh, welcome to town. We can finally see you face to face. This is not your first go around in the NFL, and you've been around for a bit. How do you feel that you slot in with this this offensive line group and? Uh, because you know the, the you got Matt Paradis who's been around the block a bit yourself and Taylor Moten to a certain degree. How do you feel you slot in with with this group and maybe try to help build some cohesion and and, and bond this group together early on? Yeah, I, I think as the adage says that we're in extremely unprecedented times. You know, so I think uh, uh, being brought in as a veteran who's had a significant experience uh, hopefully is helpful to the room. Um, look, I. All I know how to do is uh, extremely try to do my job well. Um, and I hope in some ways um, that I can lead by example and, and, and show these guys how I uh, approach my work uh, and to be a professional. Um, so, um, look, I played with Matt Paradis, uh, what, four years ago. Um, he's uh, certainly a really talented player. Uh, I think Taylor Milton is going to be an up-and-coming uh, all-pro tackle. I mean, uh, you know, there are guys all across the board who – um, I think we should really be looking out for as a really uh, special contributors to the team, you know, so um, I want to get in where I fit in uh, and uh, hopefully my work speaks for itself. Russell, this is Dick Cox with Cox Sports Broadcasting and Lindy Sports. Uh, talk a little bit about you're coming into a new situation here with a young team that is kind of in transition period with a, a new coach and all like that about your thoughts on the upcoming season. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, for all players, um, you know, it's always about the standard. Um, and, you know, Coach talks a lot of, a lot about that here. Uh, we have a high standard in terms of how we approach our work uh, um, and uh, each day, uh, each play, really. Um, and uh, I think as long as we recognize that, regardless of the uniqueness of the times, um, you know, uh, we have a chance to win, you know. So uh, I usually I'm, I'm going to yield to whatever they're trying to, you know, do here. Um, I'm completely bought in. And, uh, you know, each day uh, we're chipping away, uh, trying to find our best. Russell, this is Miles Simmons from Panthers.com. Uh, how do you feel like the offensive line is coming together as a unit and how much has adding pads in the last two days helped in that? Well, it's good. It's good. I mean, we didn't necessarily get, you know, OTAs in a minicamp we're, we're necessarily used to. Um, but um, we are pretty much on ground zero, just like the rest of the league. Uh, so that means that we got to approach every day, every walkthrough, uh, every meeting. You know, as if you know we're on fire. You know, so uh, all that means is that uh, we're constantly going to push ourselves to be uh, competitive um, and to be extremely critical. You know, of um, our efforts on the field every single day. 
you know, and, and we're just going to keep plugging away, putting that together. Uh, we have a great coach in Pat Meyer. He's also here with me in spirit um, and uh, he'll do really well for us. Uh, and I fortunately, I've been able to be with him uh, in the past. So I, I understand what his expectations are. I understand the system pretty well. Hey, Russell, following on from that, um, Vincent from the right report, by the way, um, can you, as someone who has spent some time with Pat Meyer previously, could you talk a little about what he's like as a coach and how he's aided your development as a player? Yeah, yeah, I think the first time I met him, um, I, um, you know, met him in his office and I said, hey, man, like, I'm willing to buy in to do whatever I need to do in order to be successful. You know, we talked a little bit about uh, just uh, my deficiencies and in, in, in ways in which I could be better. Uh, we made a lot of changes and I think uh, going out there is pretty evident amongst the group uh, that we were a better line um, than you know, what the organization had had in the past. You know, and it's no different here. He's walking into a same, a similar situation. Uh, he's an extremely cerebral guy. He understands ball. He understands the game, but also empowers his players to uh, do things which are extremely particular to them. Uh, so, uh, man, he's really good at what he does, um, and uh, I'm happy that I get another year to play with him. Hey, Russell, Elena Getzenberg with the Charlotte Observer. Hope you're doing well. Um, Thank you. I was wondering for you, you know, now that you've gotten to spend a little more time with Greg Little, um, what's your relationship like with him and how do you see him developing? Yeah, it's my relationship is similar to as it is for all the other guys. We're all learning each other, trying to figure out uh, one another. Um, and the most important thing is we're pushing one another in order to put our best effort out on the field. Uh, I see Greg, he's an extremely talented uh, young player, you know, and uh, like, uh, you know, things were done to me, you know, when I was a younger player is the veteran really took me under their wing, uh, supported me and showed me how to play the game. Um, and uh, I want to pay that forward, uh, you know, with Greg. I think he has a really good opportunity to be successful into the future. Hey, Russell, Greg, uh, you've, been, you've been pretty uh, outspoken on social media. Um, I was wondering if you could follow up on yesterday, you tweeted out that the state of coronavirus is morphing into political satire. Um, yeah. Just curious if you could expound on that. Yeah, um, without getting too, too far away from football, I think it's important that we think critically about the decisions made, especially when it comes to public policy. Um, I think there is some data uh, which really speaks to uh, uh, just how the hysteria of, of the coronavirus has actually been, been able to take place. Um, and whether that is the proper identifiers uh, from state to state in the hospitals, or even how uh, a lot of our political figures are handling this. Um, it's important that we all are aware um, and extremely, extremely uh, defensive when it comes to our own individual liberties. You know, so uh, as a, an American, a proud American, uh, honestly, I expect more. Um, and uh, we are in a real recession, uh, despite what the stock market may, may show us. Um, uh, and unemployment is skyrocketing uh, through the roof. Um, and it's really hard out there for a lot of people. And again, I'm very fortunate to be in the situation uh, that I'm in, but I also want to speak truth to what's going on and be as supportive as I can be. On that same topic, how do you feel about all the um, COVID uh, protocols that you as a football player, as an NFL player, are, are going through um, over the past few weeks as you've gotten into the facility? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Panthers are doing the, the best they can possibly do in order to maintain uh, a, a safe uh, workplace for everyone, but not just the players, but the employees and the coaches all across the board. Um, and, and I think that's all they can do. You know, I think that a lot of is uh, out of our control in, temp in terms of how things are being handled on a state to state level. Uh, but that's, we, we can't do anything about that. All we can do is uh, one, be grateful for an opportunity to work um, and 
uh, and, and, and be compensated for our work and uh, see where everything else uh, ends up. Russell, I, I know you've been in a, a lot of training camps. I'm, I'm wondering, how does, how does this compare to other training camps you've been in as far as the style? I know Matt Rule said he wants to, you know, do it with speed and, and, and wants to be efficient. How does this compare to other ones you've been in? Yeah, um, I think this is my third first time head coach. Um, and each one of them have, they all have their different styles. Uh, I would say Matt is a, a guy who uh, really cares about um, getting the best out of his team uh, and recognizing, you know, what's, uh, it's, it's, uh, or the characteristics and attributes of the team that will make it successful. Um, and while I can't speak to too many of the things that, uh, that he's doing, um, man, like uh, um, he is uh, really putting his best foot, best foot forward and uh, he's setting the expectations extremely high. Um, and uh, that's the type of coach I'm going to play for. Russell, Russell Josh Graham. I think, um, when you look at today's practice in particular, it was very competitive. Lots of just 11 on 11 drills. Do you like that style of practice? And what do you think you get out of it? Uh, look, any, any opportunity I get a chance to come out here and compete, it's, it's always good. Um, whether it's 11 on 11, I mean, five on five, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't matter at all. Um, the expectation is, is for, for us to dominate every single drill that we possibly can. You know, I, you know, when whatever Matt says, it's, it's going to go, you know. So um, it, it feels like the guys are, are rallying behind that and they understand, you know, but we got a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do. Uh, and every day we're going to keep chipping away. Uh, Russell, Josh Graham, Sports Up Giant. You're obviously new to Charlotte. I'm interested in what you make of the city thus far. And you obviously have just one year left on your contract. Do you hope to have more security and get something done long term before the start of the year? I, I can't speak to that. You, you'd have to ask Marty uh, and Samir, uh, those guys. Um, but, you know, for right now, um, I still have an opportunity uh, to be the starting left tackle for the Panthers. Uh, we're working in training camp trying to get to week one. Um, and we'll, we'll see how it shapes up, you know. But uh, for now, like, I love what I do. Um, I would hope that I'm a real contributor to the team. And, uh, you know, um, right now camp's in front of us. And we got to put our hard hats on you know, and, and make sure we got, we put a, a good product out there. Hey, David Newton with ESPN.com again. Uh, I don't know how many chances you've had to go against uh, F.E.O. Bada, but just what are your impressions of a young guy like that uh, trying to make his way in U.S. football? Yeah, I guess at 11 years now, uh, they're all kind of young guys to me. <laughs> uh, so whether it's F.A. or uh, Brian, uh, you know, I think Steve's a little bit older, um, or, or uh, Yeter, uh, like, you know, you can tell all of them want to be extremely good, you know, um, and we're really just kind of getting into it. And uh, like, I think um, I am sharp and dying, you know, so uh, we're going to go at it um, and they're going to make me a better player. I'm going to make them a better player, you know, but uh, I, I really like what I'm saying. Russell, Steve Reed from the Associated Press. Do you have any concerns uh, moving forward with this season? I mean, going into kind of an unprecedented time, and any concerns about health and you know, your health, your family's health, and in the midst of this virus? Um, honestly, like, not really. Um, like, I'm a full believer. I think the human body is extremely resilient. Um, I, I think we need to uh, really acknowledge the fact that, you know, people, we come in, in, in we have interactions with millions of bacteria and viruses uh, per year. Um, and uh, I think, you know, uh, I, I try to look at my life holistically, you know, so whether that's eating the proper, uh, having a proper diet, you know, taking my, my, my vitamins, 
you know, and um, uh, that's the best I can do. Uh, anything other than that, it's out of my control. Um, and I, I can't be fearful of that overall. Anything else for Russell? I just have one, Ryan. Uh, Mike Salarte against Spectrum News One. Uh, first couple of practices, first couple of weeks, and you're the guy, one of the guys out front trying to make space for the backs. What does Christian McCaffrey look like now that you're blocking for him? Is he a guy that needs just a sliver of, of space? Or, I mean, how, how, does that, how does it feel to be working with a guy that is obviously such a danger uh, to opposing defenses? Uh, I mean, the guy, he's probably one of the most competitive people I've ever been around. I mean, he competes during warm-up. <laughs> so I think that's a, a testament to the this, this sort of man he is. Um, and then secondly, the player. You know, so, I mean, anytime he gets the ball, I mean, he is 100% full speed. Uh, whether I'm out here or not, the guy's going to make plays, <laughs> you know. So uh, if I can find ways to, you know, make those uh, those holes bigger for him and uh, and he can uh, get through that, uh, man, he's he's uh, quite a talented player. Um, and I look forward to playing with him. Those four guys did not go today. Um, uh, Shaq went for a while today, then I sent him in to get rehab, just get stretched. And uh, Okun, I tried to send in, but he ended up finishing, I think, uh, finishing most of the practice. Hey, Matt, on the uh, injured guys, our, we're allowed to have a guy in when you're in the bubble, and our pool reporter said your injured guys that look like we're wearing a red number one jersey today. What was the story with that? Yeah, injured guys, injured guys are in red jerseys, so we know, you know, so like quarterbacks are in green, don't touch them, and then obviously red means injury. Matt, uh, this is Miles Simmons from Panthers.com. Uh, we got a chance to talk to Ian Thomas a little bit earlier, and, you know, he was talking about, you know, the opportunity that's in, in front of him. Just what have you seen uh, from him so far, and what, what have you liked about his game? Say the name one more time. I missed who you said. Ian Thomas. Sorry, Ted. Uh, you know, Ian's a really talented player, and it's his turn to, um, to, to, to step up and play along with, you know, Chris Manhurts. Um, Ian's got the ability to get down the seam and also block at the point of attack. He uh, he has all the ability to do it. He just you know he just has to he just has to go out and do it. He just needs the reps to play and um, and 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 you know sometimes when you're you know playing part time you know you you're afraid to make a mistake. You're afraid to you know hey if I don't do something right they're going to pull me out. You know sometimes you just need to know that hey they're going to stick with me and you need someone we want to stick with. We believe in them and we believe with him and Chris. You know we have two really big, powerful, strong, athletic tight ends that that can uh, really do something special. Max, Joe, again, just uh, you, you mentioned Bayless. Uh, uh, any concern there? I know he was a guy you had mentioned and has had some of your players, a, a guy caught some eyes early in camp. Yeah, you know, Joe, it's one of those deals where I came in today and they said, hey, you know, his knee swelled up on him overnight. So um, I know I know the doctors were coming in today to take a look. You know, I think they were going to check on it. So 
you know, I never know if that's, you know, from, you never know if that's just from past history and it just kind of swelled up or if there's something in there, but you know, they, uh, they were cautious with it. And, um, uh, he, he's had a really good camp, as you know, he's someone that I think has a chance to, 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 you know, help us this year and, uh, and certainly in the future. So, um, but I don't have, uh, you know, they, they haven't told me yet in terms of if they MRI'd it or anything like that, where he is. So hopefully I'll have a little more detail tonight and then we're off tomorrow and we go Thursday again. So, um, we'll see where he's at, but, um, it, it wasn't even like something like, Hey, it happened yesterday that I knew about. It was one of those just, Hey, overnight, you know, he started to bother him and swore up on him. Hey Matt, it's Elena. Um, I was wondering, I know you mentioned Russell briefly, but he, he talked to us today and he said he was kind of out there a little bit more than he expected. Is that something you're kind of just monitoring how he does in practice each day or how are you kind of going about that? Yeah, I tried to take, send him in. I said, hey, okay, you know, you're good. And he said, no, I want to get a couple reps of this. I mean, he, he's a veteran, so he knows what he needs more than anyone else, you know. And as long as he hits like a certain threshold, but we have the GPS monitors on him and we're, you know, we're trying to keep him between a half and two-third of the load of everybody else. Uh, he's just got a lot more reps on him over the years. But he, all, he also is a guy that, you know, he looks, he knows what's next on the practice schedule. He gets what he needs. So if we can get him, you know, we go to two minute, we can get him, you know, half the reps and then get Greg Little in there, you know, for, for more. What, what a great thing for Greg uh, as he continues to develop. And he's doing a nice job right now of developing. And, and um, you know, and we monitor the load on Russell. So he's, um, he's, uh, he, he's every, every bit as much a part of that decision-making process as we are. Hey, Matt, David Newton here. Um, it seemed like we saw a lot more uh, Eli Apple out there. Can you describe what you see in him and the battle with him and um, for that corner spot against uh, Green? Yeah, and I think a bunch of guys are going to battle for those spots. You know, I like the young players as well. Um, I like some of the guys that were here last year that are they're getting an opportunity. So, um, you know, one of the things I tried to ask them to do today was just, you know, keep rotating – you know, guys through, put some guys in from the twos in with the ones, put some threes in with the twos. I mean, sometimes you never know what a guy can do until you give him a shot, you know, and no preseason games this year. We're going to have to do things like that. But, you know, Eli um, you know, had an offseason foot, so we're, we're just – he's another guy whose load we're trying to monitor. And so the last couple of days we were sort of easing him into it. Eli has a chance to be a really good player. He's got tremendous skills. Um, you know, he's just learning our defense. And, you know, with me, with him, um, to me, him having process, him having, you know, discipline to have detail will just make him a better and better player. It's all he has the talent to do it. He's a good guy. He likes to work hard. It's just about detail. And if we can continue to detail out his technique and his assignments, um, I think he, you know, I think he can have a really good year and continue to get better as the year goes on. So um, we have to do all that while at the same time monitoring, you know, his foot, making sure that, you know, we don't overload him. Hey, man, it's Jonathan Alexander. Hope you're doing well. Hey, Jonathan. I'm wondering, what has Tyre Whitehead's impact been like so far in camp, and, and how is he either the same or, or, or different uh, since you coached him in Temple? I know it was a little bit of time ago. But. Yeah, um, you know, he's, um, he's everything that I remember. And, um, you know, he's really moving well. That's the biggest thing I'll say. You know, and, and I said that to him yesterday. He said, you know, he lost a bunch of weight from last year in Vegas. I think he was like 248 or 245 last year. He's down in the 230s now. So he's, he's, I think he's reinvented his body, and he's moving around great. But he's a guy that has a positive impact on the people around him. And I'll, I'll tell you just a quick story. I, I probably have told it before, but I, I'll, I'll always remember it. You know, I didn't coach to hear when he was there as the head coach or as the position coach. I was on the other side of the ball, but I always respected him. And I became the head coach, and we were having a camp on a Saturday. 
And uh, we had a bunch of recruits in from Pittsburgh on Friday night and they got in late and, you know, that's like five hours away. So it was like 10 o'clock at night and we were showing them around the facility before they went to the hotel and came back the next day for camp and the music was blaring in the, in the locker room. And I was upstairs in the academic area with the recruits. I said, someone find out who's doing that. And, and they were like, it's to hear Whitehead. And to hear, here's to hear, he's playing for the Detroit Lions at the time. He's a second or third year player. I can't remember. And he's, he's in the weight room and he's training on a Friday night. Now, a lot of guys on a Friday night would be out of the nightclub or something, but, but that's who he is. He is a family man. He is a worker. He is a football guy. And he's a guy that like, you know, when you coach him, you're coaching uh, a peer, you're coaching someone that you respect and uh, his opinion matters to me. So I think he's uh, he has an impact on his teammates, but I know he certainly has an impact on me when, there's something that I do that maybe doesn't make sense. He'll ask me or he'll come talk to me. And that's what, you, that's what I want. I don't have it all figured out. I want guys around me that are, uh, you know, helping me to be the best coach that I can be. Matt, Josh Brand, Sports Hub Triad. Um, KK is the only returning captain from last year. So I'm just interested in what your approach is in selecting captains and if anybody has stood out early on in terms of leadership. You know, I haven't, uh, that's a great question. I haven't really thought about the captain part of it yet. Um, it's probably something I would delve into a little bit more with some of the guys who've been in the NFL longer and how, how they've done it and all those things. You know, my whole thing with captains has always been like, if you're going to have them, I just want to make sure they're real. You know what I mean? I want to make sure that, that they're who the players and coaches see as the guys who best represent the team. Um, you know, that being said, I think, I think there's a lot of guys that are doing a nice job of, of leading both by example and by action and deed, and also doing a great job of rallying the guys. Um, you know, uh, I think we have several guys like that, that I go to. And I think over the next two weeks is, you know, this first week guys are really trying to figure out what we're doing with the offensive defenses, how practice works. As I said yesterday or the day before, I think, you know, in the coming weeks, we'll really see the personalities emerge. And as we get closer to the fifth, you know, as we cut the team down and, and really, you know, finalize our roster and head into the season, I think I'd probably start to think even greater than about hey, who, who best represents uh, the core values of what it means to be a core Carolina Panther. Hey, Mayor Matt, uh, Jason Hubert, uh, WFNZ. Yesterday, you guys uh, just uh, you made a roster move with claiming Jalen Jelks. How much have you uh, – what had you guys want to bring him in? Well, you know, Marty, Marty remembered him going all the way back to the school call and um, – uh, you know, the, the, the pro personnel guys are just working overtime right now. They've got a lot of respect for the job that they're doing. Uh, just, just trying to find guys who fit the way that we play. And Jalen's an athletic defensive end that can pass rush and, can, and, and plays hard. And, you know, to me, it, playing hard is a skill. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's, it's, it's just as much important as, you know, the, the ability to pass rush. We want guys who play hard. We want to overwhelm people with how hard we play, how fast we play. And so um, we're going to just, you know, anytime we can, we're going to just keep trying to bring guys in that maybe fit with what we're doing. And, and um, uh, you know, this year with, you know, 53 players and 16 practice squad players, you know, 69 total, um, there'll be a lot of room for guys that, that do things the right way and play the way that we play. So uh, we'll bring Jalen in and hopefully it all works out and we have a chance to see what he can do over the final two weeks. Matt, this is Miles Simmons again. Uh, wondering, what have you seen from uh, Russell Okung just in terms of leadership? Uh, tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. Uh, uh, just like a quiet leadership. It, it's really cool to see, like, because the old line rooms outside my room, and sometimes I'll walk out and certainly wouldn't, you know, doesn't do things to be seen. But he's over there, he gets up quietly, walks over to Taylor Moulton, he kind of 
shows him something with his hands. He walks over to Greg Little. Um, you know, he's one of the guys, he's a great guy, but he's also, you know, helping those young players. Um, and that's really, people talk a lot about leadership, and I'll say it again, it's not about giving speeches. It's about helping other players play better. <laughs> you know, that's really all it is, right? So who helps other players play better, you know, both from a coaching staff perspective and a player perspective. And, you know, a guy like Russell who takes guys out there and works with them a little, you know, five minutes here, three minutes there, seven minutes there, a kind word here. He has an impact on them that helps them play better, and that's, that's leadership in its truest form. Hey, Matt, David Newton again. You, you mentioned playing hard. That's one of the things the former staff used to talk about, Effie Obata, a lot and why he got his first opportunity. I'm curious how much you know about his story and him being kind of stuck over here during the pandemic, how much you guys talked about that and helped him along? Well, yeah, I've, uh, I've had, had some conversations with him in the offseason because obviously he was one of the guys that was you know, um, rehabbing a little bit and allowed in the building until the coaches got sent back. And, um, you know, he, he's dealt with a lot, really, as he's trying to you know get some things ironed out in terms of, you know, everything you said, you know, being, being in the dual countries and the pandemic and, you know, getting back here in time and all those things. But I think he's a wonderful man. Uh, you know, I, I enjoy being around him and um, I think he's a really good player. Uh, you know, I think he's a guy that uh, gives tremendous versatility on the D line. He can be a big, powerful DN. He can go inside. Um, I, I like the way he plays a lot. I know Mike Fair does as well. And so uh, we're trying to really, not just sometimes guys, you know, fall into roles. We're trying to carve out and, and really find a great role for him where he can make an impact on the game because I think he's a, a guy that um, he, he's the kind of guy that helps you have a good defense. Matt, in a, in a, um, in an interesting kind of truncated weird training camp like this, how important are off days and what do you, what are you hopeful that your players and coaches do over the next 24 hours, or I guess not 24 hours, but once they leave the building before they come back in on Thursday? Um, well, the coaches are going to work tomorrow. So um, I feel bad. I kind of laugh, I'm laughing as I say that, like, I probably should give them. But, you know, we, um, we have an off day tomorrow, then we'll have another off day on Sunday. So we kind of, I, I tried to put three within seven or eight days because all the research shows that most of the injuries happen, um, you know, in, in, the, in the first week, you know, beginning of the second week. So, you know, on the, on Sunday, uh, I'll, I'll, give, you know, I'll give the coaches off as well. Uh, coaches will work, you know, part of the day tomorrow. But, you know, our players, I know, so hope they spend some time with their family. I hope they spend some time preparing. You know, it's an off day, but there are really are no off days. You know, everything, everything that you do prepares you for the next practice and eventually for the season. And so, you know, we had – and we don't – I'm not monitoring this or anything, but we had so many guys in the building last Saturday. I came in the building because, you know, we had a tryout and I had some work to do on – this past Saturday, we, I mean, I must have seen 60 or 70 guys just walking around, you know, regenerating, recovering, treatment, all that stuff. And, you know, that's all optional. That's all that they want to do it. They don't have to do it. But what you see is a commitment to the guys taking care of their bodies. And one of the things that we've done here um, since last year is we've made a commitment to our players and their health and their physical well-being and their mental well-being and all those things. And so there are so many resources that, to be quite frank, previously we're out of house. Guys would have to get done at night and spend their own money and go out and, you know, get a massage or get a chiropractor. And, and we went out and found those guys and we were bringing them in house. And, you know, guys, some guys will still do it, you know, outside. That's their prerogative, you know, but we want to make sure that, that we give our players the best of the best. And if they're going to go out and lay it on the line for us, then we want to make sure we have what they need. And so, um, 
there'll be a lot of resources here if they want it. Otherwise, I hope they study their playbook a little bit and hang out with their family and and um, you know relax and come back focused because it'll be a hard it'll be a hard three days Thursday Friday Saturday heading into the Sunday day off and um, you know we need to make sure everyone's in it both physically and mentally. Hey, we'll take a couple more questions. Hey, yeah, Matt, th this is uh, Brett Jensen again. I I'm just curious. A couple of us were trying to figure this out today at practice, so I apologize that this is a, a stupid question. But in terms of having to release players and trim the roster, do you have specific dates, or is it just all at the end uh, prior to your week that you can just cut everyone then? Or do you, are there specific dates when you have to start trimming your roster? No, we're at 80 until um, the 5th, and then the 5th it has to go down to 53. So it's just um, – it's just one, you know, it's one time. So we have to stay, you know, we have to stay at 80. Obviously, can't go to 81 in the interim, but um, it'll, it'll go to 53 on, on Saturday the 5th. Hey, Matt. Um, Vincent from the Right Report. Um, Russell O'Kung said to us earlier that Pat Meyer is somebody who sort of is willing to adjust to the particular skill sets of the players he has, has in front of him. Could you talk a little bit about the importance of that flexibility for coaches and sort of adjusting to the, to the players you have rather than the players that you ideally would want to have, perhaps? Yeah, it's a, it's a fine line and it can be a slippery slope. Um, you know, what, what you need is you need a coach who's an expert who has expertise in two or three different ways to do things. And I, I think it shows up in a couple positions, but none more so than the offensive line. Because on the offensive line, you know, you might have one guy who's 6'3", 320 with 32-inch arms. You might have another guy who's 6'6", 315 with 35-inch arms. You know, they're built differently. And while they have the same kind of job, um, their body's naturally going to do it differently. And sometimes on the line, you have someone who's 23, and sometimes you have someone who's 35. You know, the, the, the shelf life on the offensive line is actually longer. People play longer there sometimes. And so, um, you know, a guy like Pat, uh, you know, he's always thinking about better ways to do things, but he also understands that certain techniques work better for certain guys, you know, body-wise and, and the way that they move. And so he's willing to adjust what he, you know, teaches to, to each guy. You know, there's some things that are non-negotiable, some things that he, he teaches to everybody, but he's willing to, to change them and let guys explore. And you know, that's one of the things that happens in football sometimes. You know, guys start to have success and they're afraid to try new things and continue to improve because, you know, they're doing well and they, they don't want to look bad. But, but Pat's a guy and, and his offensive linemen are guys that they're constantly trying to find better ways to do things so that, so that they, you know, they go from good to great. Hi, Coach. Uh, this will be the last one, Bash. For Bash okay. is the last one. Thank You're you. Fine, Bash. Sorry, uh, go ahead. Bash Tyhert with Carolina Blitz. Uh, it's hard enough making a transition from college to pro, let alone doing it in the midst of a pandemic. Now, after having you know roughly a few weeks of training camp under your belt, how would you describe this transition thus far? Uh, one of a kind. <laughs> you know, I mean. Um, there's really no, like, you know, I can't sit there and go look at, like, Coach Coughlin's practice schedules and say, okay, this makes sense. You know, um, it's it's just really one of a kind and unique. And, um, you know, it challenges you to be uh, flexible. It challenges you to react day by day. It challenges you to, to find the good in things. Um, it challenges you to have, you know, just really have a unique outlook. And, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what, that's what um, you know, I tried to do, you know, at, at Temple and at Baylor, those were unique situations that I walked into. And so coming here now, um, you know, I kind of keep, you know, it's kind of funny. I keep my first schedule, like my OTA schedule. I had it all the way through training. camp. I kind of keep it, you know, and then, you know, it's kind of like people, like what do they say? You know, people plan and God laughs, right? That's kind of, 
that's kind of a reminder to me, like, hey, what's next? You know, that's a little saying that I have. I say all the time. I wear sometimes I wear it on the shirt, I, but I believe it. Life's, you know, not about what we planned. Life's not about our goals. Life's not about what happened to us in the past. Life's about us just attacking what's next. The next thing that comes up, we've got to go try to be great at. And so um, I have all these things that I say and I believe and I teach my, my son and my daughters and I say to my teams, and now I have to go live it. And it's, uh, it's a real challenge for me to make sure that I'm, I'm living by the things that I say. Uh, but you know what? So far, I'm having a lot of fun. I think this is a fun team to be around. I like the guys a lot. They're professional and they work hard. And um, we just got to keep, uh, just keep adjusting as time goes on.